As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Hello and welcome to another off-season Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Um, I'm James Hinchcliffe. We don't do that enough. And was it you, Tim, that called us out on that or someone else? We just say Off Track with Hinch and Rossi and then don't talk about who we actually are. I'm James Hinchcliffe. I'm Hinch. I'm, I've, I've brought it up a couple times. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Rossi and I'm happy to be here. You look not that happy am to I, be here. Am I and Rossi or just Rossi? Hinch. And are you well, no, Tim's, the, Tim, Tim's the and Tim is the and <laughs> I prefer the ampersand. So wait, yeah, so well, I, yeah. I get third billing. Oh yeah. No, you're right. Oh, oh, oh yeah. So, no, I'm okay with that. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Tim's just the period at the end. Yeah. He's, he's, he's the, the back, he's he's the the back of the can. Yeah. 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 The fine print. <laughs> um, are you, are you happy to be here, Alex? I feel like that's, very rarely actually the case. I'm fine. You're fine. You know? Okay. That's good. Yeah. I'm not I'll mad take that. about it. I mean, what, no, I, uh, I could be doing other things right now, but no, I'm not mad. That's fair. Um, when we were planning, when we were going to record this week, you seemed like today was fairly open. So I feel like you had a nice leisurely day planned today. Um, not necessarily leisurely. So I'll tell you what my, my day has, um, or sorry, my week is like so. Okay, we're recording this on Monday. Um, today I went to the Indianapolis Animal Care Shelter because Errol McLaren is partnering with them for the month of December, and it's a month of giving, you know, as it should be. It's not all about receiving, you guys. It's about giving too, and um, you know, animals are animals are important. Like I love animals. I love animals more than most people. So it was very eye-opening to go to this place um, because it was, it was sad. But what was also amazing is like the commitment that the employees and the volunteers have to the animals yeah. there, and and how well they are taken care of, considering the very difficult circumstances that they sometimes receive these dogs. But they also have cats. They have bunnies. I fell in love with a bunny today uh almost took a bunny home i'll be honest uh, that's the kind of um, thing i could see you doing is walking yep, home yep. with a bunny totally yep, inadvertently yep, yep yep uh i sent pictures to kelly and she didn't say no so that was not the answer that i needed because i was like <laughs> i also found i also found a doberman that i loved um Ooh, yeah yeah um and they have they have chickens they had goats they have they have a lot huh. of things they are they okay. are not discriminatory against any animals um okay. i was like do you have horses they said not yet so 
I don't know. Maybe that's a maybe. People like drop off chickens like they. Yeah, this one was a little bit of a weird. There's an investigation going into it, so I don't want to say too much, but this was kind of a unique situation, but they weren't okay, going to so turn away 50 chickens. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, so they have 50 chickens, but they all came from one source. Uh, correct. Kind of. It's not yeah. like they regularly get chickens. It's just they happen to have chickens right now because of this some extenuating a, circumstance. Correct. Got yep. it. Got it. So what was pretty cool was, so we went down there and then we drove some animals back to the shop where we had been collecting gifts from uh, donations slash the team buying gifts and things and supplies and everything and put a bunch of like peanut butter on some of the wrappers under the tree. So then the dogs went in and it, it was cool. So that was, that was That's my awesome. morning. But then something that, you both are going to be incredibly jealous of probably more so tim is this week uh drew foistel 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 yeah i already hate you friend, i'm already friend of, the, friend of the podcast um and our resident international space station astronaut um is actually doing some like leadership seminar slash talks uh with the team and no kind of doing some breakout sessions and some group training and stuff, uh, team building exercises throughout the week. So that's yeah. kind of my week. That's amazing. Yeah. So because Drew, Drew is retired from NASA after yeah. a pretty long and awesome career as an astronaut. And now he's, he's doing that. He's going and speaking and doing these things. So that's awesome. And yes, I'm very jealous. Can I come? Uh, no. Can you FaceTime me in? Just like hold the phone? Well, uh, he knows you. <laughs> he knows you. So I could, yeah. I could definitely FaceTime We're on me. each other's Christmas card list. <laughs> right. You yeah. Know? Uh, he texts me happy birthday so you know i feel like we're <laughs> on good there. terms i'm not there if you want to rub it in i don't have a cell phone number i have indies oh yeah no we, we chat pretty regularly um, he's yeah you know we i still have the voicemail that he sent me from the space station saved on my phone <laughs> that was so cool when we when we did talk to him and we skyped with him and got to see them just you know let Floating go of around things, up there float in space that was so cool yeah that's Man, awesome it was I mean, such an amazing set like that it looked that realistic. <laughs> I want you to say that to him. I want a video of you yeah, telling him actually, that the moon yeah, landing let's was fake. Let's get let's just get this out there. All right. Let's just have the resident expert clear all this up for you. Um so yeah, so that's that's gonna be a cool, a cool thing. Cause like I feel like when astronauts show up, people listen. When like, you know, personal coaches or business coaches or whatever show up. They don't really listen, which is kind of like the approach that Delta took with hiring Tom Brady to be their like leadership guy, which <laughs> is amazing. Because when a six-time Super Bowl champion comes to talk to you, I feel like people are going to listen. Yeah, it's a good, you, it's a good you point. Might, that guy might know what he's talking about, right? So I, I don't care what to, the subject right. is. He could tell right. me anything. I'd be like, yeah. he probably knows. Yeah, he's probably so, better at that than me. So it's going like, to be if, cool. if I would go to a seminar where Tom Brady taught how to play Mario Kart. Because I would just assume that if he learned how to play, he, he would learn how to play it. it really well. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't think Tom Brady's half-assing it. Like, you no, know, no but like, like, we do know that he spent a lot of hours doing football stuff. And I feel like in that same amount of time, we've done a lot of hours of Mario Kart. Yeah, so, so I'm not saying I've learned you, anything. You, I'm saying I hear him out. Have you Fair. seen, have you seen Tom Brady shoot a basketball? No. It's phenomenal. Well, really? I thought you were going to oh. say it was terrible. No. Like, borderline nba good he's tall that's upsetting. he could probably do it and just insanely talented so i feel like it pushing pushing a wouldn't it be awesome if he like pulled a jordan and like retired from football and went and just tried out 
for a baseball basketball team. Okay. Well, I but mean, can we talk about Jordan Patrick Mahomes? Well like, highest no, paid. No, but he did it. Highest highest paid NFL player was originally drafted to be an MLB player. Like, I actually didn't know that. Yeah. 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 So like, and he's, speaking, he's of the, speaking of the speaking of the MLB, highest biggest sports contract on earth was just signed a couple of days ago, which is seven hundred million million dollars. <laughs> For an individual nice. player. Um, before okay, oh, it's I'm, so I am I'm born and raised in Indianapolis, so this is going to really pain me to say this, but I would like to talk about Tom Brady a little more. All right, because I think uh, is there an, is the jury out, or is it completely settled that it was Brady, not Belichick? Because without Brady, what has Belichick been doing with the Patriots? Well, okay, it's it's. It, it's, it's never, never one, one without person. the other, right? It's yeah, but apparently it is because no. Brady was still doing really well without Belichick. No, no, because it's no, it's the same thing. He didn't go to an organization that sucked. It's the same that's thing fair. if you put Max Verstappen and Williams. Right. As I was just going to say, that's like saying Lewis Hamilton's not that good a driver. Just Mercedes gave him the best car for ten years. That's fair. But I'm saying there, there seemed to be the un, like. There, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it seemed like a lot of people discounted Brady's talent and attributed it all to Belichick's coaching. And now I think it's going the other way. I don't think like, that's no, true. I think there was just a lot of people I that think were there very was good bitter. That. No, because you're an Indianapolis and a Hoosier. That's but, but you also, you also got to remember, you also got to remember like what Belichick had to work with, right? Which was Tom Brady. So like his genius was maybe only able to truly shine with someone who could pull off the crazy that he was coming up with. Whereas maybe whoever's there now doesn't have the same arsenal to work with. So Belichick's strengths aren't being highlighted as well. It's a team thing, man. It's a team sport. It's a team thing. Yeah. Just yeah. like I'm just saying, if sport. I had to put it on the scale, I would say it was more Brady than Belichick. So back to, back to the highest paid MLB player. Yeah, dude, somebody did the, somebody did the math on it. It's like, he's making like one, was it $1.3 million a week? Basically, I mean, who cares at that point? Yeah, like that's just such like, an obscene amount of money. I don't know. I don't know. But I think Don it, Don Roar put it out. Fascinates me. after taxes. If he did like the biweekly paycheck that most people do, it's after taxes like nine hundred eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, that's every incredible. two weeks, just a little ding. Here's a new now, yep. now, <laughs> now, where Don messed up in his calculations is he was probably Don lives in Pennsylvania, and this guy's going to be in California. Different tax rates, so he probably yeah. did it based on PA They're taxes and not CA taxes. Painfully aware of that. Right. <laughs> Let's be honest. This guy is not going to be paying the full force of California income tax. He's going to have some portfolios that are, that are diversified. Yes, yes. He yes. has a team of people that are helping. So, yeah. How does it work at that level? Like, is it like you get? Why it every are you two asking weeks? us? Like, we know oh, what people know, earning seventy million dollars a year. Yeah, there's definitely pay stubs. No, dude. No, I don't know. I like, mean, is it just like a, they bring up the Brinks truck to his house, or is it like a direct deposit? I imagine no, it's like not delivered deposit. in gold bullion in a duffel well, bag. Okay, so that's what I'm asking: is do you think it is like every two yeah, weeks he gets the, for sure? Okay. So yeah, that's what absolutely. I was asking. So like, why yeah, are you no, being a just, dick? It's I'll literally, be about it. it's a notification on your Chase account. It's like, yeah, <laughs> he and I get very different notifications. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, his are black, mine are red. I don't know why yes. that is. Um, but the the funny thing, and I'm not like a super knowledgeable baseball fan by any stretch, but 
Is it Barry Bonilla, the guy that like took that deferred payment and still gets a million bucks every year from whatever team it is? I know I, the story. I don't know no, who it yeah. is, but yeah. I think that's I think that's his name. And uh he will still be even when this this record-breaking deal ends in a decade, he's still getting paid three years after that. A million bucks a year. So good. That was so smart. I love that. I love that. You know, whenever like there's like the huge Powerball and they're like, oh, if you take the lump sum, it's this. But if you take the, you know, the yearly, I think the yearly is the right move. It it only isn't because you can make so much on interest on a lump sum. Like if you are smart with the money, you can just make so much more money. But yeah, yes. but I don't want to be smart with the money. I want to get that's like here's Perfect. my yearly, and I'm going right. to spend all of it. Right. <laughs> like, here's I'm, my allowance, I'm and I'm just going to blow it yeah. with zero dollars. <laughs> right, because you know that on Jan one you get another three hundred grand or whatever, and you can just yeah. go nuts. Yeah, no, there's something to that, and people do do that because they don't want the responsibility of having to manage it. It's a lot easier just having to be like, yeah, here's a check every year, deal with it. Sweet, cool, awesome. Um, not a problem that any of us have because we haven't won the lottery, as far as I know. Yeah. Uh, yet. Alex, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, I worked on my house. Oh yeah, that's right. How'd um, your, how'd your Bob Vila home improvements go? Did you get your baseboards nice and straight? Fine. Um, some of them. Okay. Uh, it's, it's funny with these projects. You think it's like, oh, that'll take an, an hour or two and then six trips to Home Depot later. Um, it's taken seven hours and you're burnt out, but yeah, no, I mean, we're getting there. We're getting there. We, we got about half of it done. You, you live pretty close to a home Depot though. So that's 12 minutes. Oh, that's further than I thought. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a 30 minute chunk. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's if going in knowing exactly what you need and where it is. Well, most of the time I do the research at home. Figure out what aisle it's in. I love that about like Lowe's and Home Depot's. You can literally mm -hmm. like figure out which side of which aisle it's in. That is amazing. Pretty strong. Yep. Um, And then we erected the Christmas tree. Nice. (laughs) Nice. And you decorated it with only white lights because you're not, uh, was it tacky? I think the word that you used. Tacky, trashy. Oh, wow. That is harsh, man. That is harsh. I stand by it. He's right. No, the color, gonna, the color on a Christmas tree should come from the other decorations. It should just. I'm going to respectfully light. disagree, and here's the thing. So, you'll notice the background's a little different than when we spoke last week. Um, I'm still in Colorado. Becky and I are still out here. Uh, Weller's got. We're, they say we're recording on Monday. Weller's got his last treatment here today. We had a bit of a complication, so things got pushed. So we're here a bit longer than we were supposed to be, and we had to switch from the hotel we were in because the it was not available for the rest of the time that we needed. So we went on Airbnb and found this cool little cabin like up in the mountains about 45 minutes from Fort Collins where the hospital is. And uh, it is it is this adorable little um, log cabin, beautiful views. And they have a little Christmas tree already set up in the corner. And the Christmas tree has lights on it. And it's got a very cool feature where you could like press the button, turn it on, and you can press it once and it comes on. You press it twice and it flashes, but you press it again and it changes from white lights to colored lights. Mm-hmm. And so we've been kind of going back and forth. One night we'll have it white lights, one night we'll have it the colored lights. I gotta be honest, man, the colored lights make me happy. I, I like both. I'm not saying I'm set on colored lights, but I do like color light sometimes i think it's an i mean i say i sent you a picture of my tree and i'd you like did. to argue that my tree looks much better than anything with colored lights it looks really good <sighs> all right see uh, you know, my tree is not strokes. 
my tree's not not colorful. It's got no, it's but got it's literally red ornaments. and white. It's got the red sash. It's, it's got, got red and white. There's no there's one color other than the green of the tree. It's red and white. Well, if yeah. you look closely, there's one. That's a Canadian tree. That's basically Tim's a tree. tree, tree in honor is of awesome. For a fake tree, it's banging. The only reason you- I do fake trees is because I will be back in Indiana for Christmas. So it's like if I got a real tree, then I'd have to like throw it away like December 18th. And that just feels that feels wrong. Or you could do it when you get back on like January 4th. No, because then you're just leaving like a tree unwatered for two weeks. Unwatered? It's a fire yeah, risk. You have yeah, to you water have like the, the water in the base. Don't you guys have to oh, refill the water in the base? Have you never done, have you never had a real tree, James? Yeah, I did, right I, I did. No, I did. I did. I did. When you the, didn't water it? I think we, I don't remember to be honest. That's a fire. That's a fire hazard. <laughs> Not in Indiana. California has absolutely in Indiana. Uh, anywhere it's a fire. I feel like trees are the Fires same. Fires happen in Indiana, does, pal. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter where. No, the only your state randomly. The trees randomly combust. It's not random. You're putting hot lights on them. <laughs> hey, you know what? Those colored lights are a little bit cooler. So I don't think they are actually. Not a big, not a big issue for us uh, colored lights guys. Mm. Red forty puts out a way <laughs> <laughs> higher temperature. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Tim, what'd you do this weekend? Um, I'm exhausted. Cool story. So, um, I actually, yeah, it was fun. I, we had Hazel's birthday party. We went to that. Pirate oh yeah. How'd the, how'd the pirate show Dude, go? The pirate show was awesome. Like the, I mean, Alex looks very skeptical. He's got a very mean, skeptical like, look for, on his face. For the kids who it was designed for, it was fantastic. So they like, we, we had indicated on Hazel's ticket that it was a VIP ticket cause it was her birthday. So like, they brought out a cake with a candle in it. They brought her onto the pirate ship with a bunch of other people, and she got to bring a friend, and they swore her in as a pirate. But then, like, even the for everybody with general admission, everybody got to do something, all the kids. Like, yeah, somebody got to go and, like, toss uh, the gunpowder bag to the pirate. And it was kind of like medieval times, you know, where it's red night or blue night, except they had six different sections. So each section had a pirate they were rooting for. Ours was blue. He was the best. Um, clearly <laughs> yeah and it was so it was, it was a ton of fun like they kept everybody super involved it was an hour and a half the only downside was it was an hour and 40 minute drive to get there because Ooh. it was in anaheim on a friday so right. that wasn't great but uh no it was a blast and then um they had the sleepover right two days of sleepovers oh wow because uh some parents were out of town over the weekend and uh so they were just like well hey now you're doing one sleepover why don't we just make it two and we get the weekend off which like i wanted to be like nah but then i remembered last year memorial day weekend that i had left hazel there for like four days because lauren got a job at the same time so it was like yeah all right i owe you one (laughs) (laughs) totally fair that's uh, totally fair i'm tired but it was uh it was fun it was was worth it it was worth it VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So uh, let's get to racing. Uh, there is some racing stuff happening. Um, what do we want or to cover happening. first or not happening? We want to cover first. We mm-hmm. want to cover the, the Friday bombshell from Honda. Well, we should probably back up to the Thursday bombshell or like small shell. Green shell? There were some shells. Green shell. There were some I, shells. I feel like, I feel I like, like internal people knew that that shell existed, but like maybe external people didn't know that shell existed. Oh, yeah, did so we not know yeah. By the way, I'm no. fully on board for this new rating system of green shell, red shell, blue shell. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I would say I would say that the news that came out on Thursday that mm. IndyCar, um, for the sake of reliability and ensuring that we don't have five cars finishing in St. Pete, is postponing the hybrid to a later date post Indy 500 um, this year. Which, in some respects, I understand why people are annoyed, but in other respects, you'd be much more annoyed if four cars finish in St. Pete or let's take this a step further, seven cars finished at the 500. Right. So like it was the right thing to do to ensure that it gets properly tested and everything is signed off by everyone so that when it does hit the track, you're seeing an actual, you're seeing a correct product and you're not seeing just random events happen affecting the outcome of a result. So like that, I think is the part you have to focus on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Yeah. we we want it to go well. Right. And so like, if anything, fine, this is an admission that it hasn't gone to plan up to this point. Um, But the, the desire is to make sure that it does go well when it goes and it is going to go. I think that that part is very clear. Uh, The thing that like, for sure, it's going to go. Cause like where this is different, I think from previous delays that people need to like, keep in mind is like it exists like we've driven it we're going to be yeah. driving it in january like we've there's been thousands of miles put on it there just is not enough units yet that are of a level to guarantee reliability so like it's it's a reliability conversation it's not a is it happening it's not a technology conversation it's not like it exists we just don't have enough okay so there's two things that i want to kind of cover on this and the the first is there was a lot of talk online from fans and stuff, and I just kind of want your opinion on does this put an asterisk an asterisk beside whoever wins the championship? Because you have this fairly serious fundamental change to the cars and everything in the middle of the season. So let's say driver X has had a 
incredible season up to Indy. And then this transition happens and things for whatever reason, don't go well on that team or with that driver. Maybe there is still a reliability issue or whatever. It just changes something. And that great season gets derailed. Someone else is like, does it, do you, do you think it, it all affects the kind of legitimacy is the wrong word because everybody's going through the same thing, right? It's all happening at the same time to everybody. But does this put a little, you know, star beside this championship because of the midseason change? So I, I see where you're coming from with that. I see where people would be coming from. And this, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's necessarily my opinion. This is just no, something I was reading right. on. I, yes. I see where that opinion comes from. I, for one, would not necessarily think that having a wholesale power unit regulation change midseason is like the optimum thing to do. Right. Um, is it necessary to keep certain uh, partners happy? Potentially. Um, but here's where I don't think there would be an asterisk. It, it, because I, I don't want to say this and sound harsh but let's be honest one of the the, the champion is going to come from one of the four teams that have had the the testing time on this unit anyways like not taking anything away from what Foyt or coin or yunkos or whatever can Real. do like right it's it's, it's going to be a penske andretti ganassi or mclaren car that's going to win the championship those are the cars that have had they have been the testing teams selected by the manufacturers so ultimately it's not I don't believe you would see a a a coin car leading the championship all the way through the 500 and then getting to wherever it's debuted and then all of a sudden falling behind because they haven't had the testing time that the other four teams have had if that makes sense right like I I feel like that's kind of a a mute point it's because right. it's not going to be that swing Right. But, but okay. So let's, let's just focus on those top four then. Let's say okay. you're having an incredible start to the year and then post Indy, the thing comes in and all of a sudden Dixon starts killing it because something in the hybrid. Well, no, that'll just make sense. <laughs> sorry. Bad example. Cause Dixon always just great in the right, second half. Right. Of year. So yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Right. Let's, sorry. Let's, uh, Kirkwood just starts having an incredible second right. half of the year since the high, yeah. some Andretti figures something out with the hybrid. Yeah. Does yeah. that piss you off as the guy that was like the clear leader up to that point in the season? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But tell yes. me, it's just what it is, what it is. I mean, there's things I can't say that we all might think, right? Currently or in a few weeks or a few months. Like, it's just it's nothing we can do about it. It's right. not our problem. It's not ultimately anything we actually have an opinion over. So, yeah, no, that would be bad. But what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, other news on that side of things. There was an article that came out that um, I think we're close to getting a second season of hundred days to Indy green lit, which is pretty cool. Um, I don't know details of, you know, where it's going or if it's, same program as last year or whatever, mm-hmm. but either way, I think IndyCar fans enjoyed it and hopefully it helped bring some, some new people into the mix. Um, and Tim have... will get to see Joseph topless again, which is great. I'm pretty excited. It's what he yeah. strives for most mornings when he wakes up. Oh, like you guys away. aren't excited for that. I mean, 
I, I just want to know when it comes back, does the audience want the review show back? And is Jenna available? All right. Fans of Off Track or people that yeah. are listening. Um, <clears throat> if you could go ahead and let us know if you'd like the review show to return uh, to its Tuesday afternoon slot. Um, we or can, whenever the, the show's on. Can we can we see if the CW can put it on Tuesdays? That would really just help with our... <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Our little, like, yeah, because it was Thursdays mother. before, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that doesn't make it easy. Um, we actually just move the normal show to Tuesdays if the review show comes on Thursdays. We have to do a little swap there for a bit. Or we mm-hmm. could just mercy kill this whole show. Let's not... I'm- Powers, I mean, not theirs. <laughs> you, you see, you see what the title of my uh, my name is for this week, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so then, so then, I guess a red shell of a news article came out on Friday um, from Honda. Arguably and, a blue shell. If we want to be, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you decide what it was. Um, They're questioning their participation in IndyCar post Honda. the current deal. Honda, yeah. Yes. yes. Um, okay. Which runs to the end Sorry. of 26. Without getting into the nitty gritty. Yes. Yeah. That is exactly what the article was about. And one of, one of the bigger complaints is, you know, about the, the ROI, right? Like, like, and that makes sense for a company to justify to their board and to their bosses and everything, the spend that they're doing, there's gotta be a, it's gotta make business sense. The, the numbers have to make sense. It can't always look like Tim's bank account right? Like there's gotta be things that are positive. <laughs> and so I Bank understand positive. I understand <laughs> that, that feeling and where they are coming from, but why going to the news about it immediately after a pretty, you know, big, uh, mm, a negative news cycle had already existed with IndyCar, right? And people were already frustrated and upset about the delay of the hybrid. And we kind of already covered why you shouldn't be frustrated or upset about the delay of the hybrid. But for then 18 hours later, for one of your main partners who, quite honestly, the hybrid was suggested by them for reasons that we've all talked about. Like it's important for manufacturers to have, you know, a, a, similar product that they're advertising to a product that they're selling, right? Like I get that. I get why there needs to be the crossover, but, but just because there's delays who all parties involved have been a part of, right? That's GM, that's Honda, that's IndyCar, that's the hybrid manufacturer companies. That's, that's everyone, right? Why are we now pointing fingers immediately after the fact? Like, I I feel like that was just, a little unnecessary. That's that's my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I um, well, and I guess we also don't know the specifics of was it that they went and ran to the press, or was it that the news dropped and it was a Marshall Prude article in Racer, right? Did Marshall then call somebody at Honda and ask, and then get another? Like we don't know because sure. like, if I'm a reporter, I'm probably going to make a call as soon as that news drops. I know, and I'm probably going to ask, "Do you see yourself extending past 2026?" Right. But but there's there, there's just some points in there that are a little confusing. But be that as it may, um, and for all we know, it's it's a negotiation tactic too, right? I mean, yeah, <clears throat> everything's business at the end of the day. Um, hopefully that is not the case. Hopefully you know whatever needs to be satisfied uh, from their side to keep an interest in IndyCar, it would be obviously a shame to lose a partner that's been such a huge part of it for so long. 
Uh, but guys, that's that's years away. Um, I know it's something that IndyCar and management there has to worry about right now, but it's not something we have to worry about right now. We've got a season of racing coming up with two manufacturers and hopefully someday a third or who knows. Um, yeah, so yeah. And I think, I think ultimately what everyone needs to be cognizant of is the fact that every, it's very easy to look at what other it's, it's very easy to have that kind of um, what is it when you're keeping up with the Joneses, right? It's very easy to have that when you look at what F1 has done, when you look at what cup IMSA. has just done from a TV deal, what IMSA has done, right? Like, yes, these are all things that are very good and things that are important for IndyCar in some sense to try and emulate in some capacity. But we also do things that are really good as well. And it's it's hard when you're involved in that because it's very easy to look at the negative yeah. things and the things that you're missing because that's human nature. That's right. how we look at it. It's always going to get more lives, attention right? and more clicks right. and whatever. Yeah. But like if you look at the trajectory of the series since I joined it in 2016, like it's really good. For sure. And I think people are excited about the potential. And so when there's these things that happen, the 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 adverse reaction is is exaggerated because of how excited people are for what the series could be doing. So I think it's important for people not to be like negative about it, right? Yeah. Because that's not gonna help anything progress. Like people need to be excited about the fact that we still have the best racing on the planet. It it shouldn't matter whether we have hybrids or not, because ultimately the your product's not going to change, right? Your right. product, it, it, we talk about how, oh, it's going to make the racing, but it's not. Like it's going gonna, it's gonna to add a different element to the racing. It's not going to improve the racing. So I think that what you're going to see through the 500 is what you've seen and it's important to protect the 500, right? And what you see on the back end of that is going to be something unique and different and something that quite frankly people have been asking for so Look, like it's it's going to be new right and you you referenced the imsa thing so gtp came out last year and there was hybrid technology for the first time in imsa racing and there was a ton of attention around it uh, for sure the cars looked awesome and it was you know there's a bit of a differentiation there with different manufacturers and stuff like that it won't be visually different when the hybrid comes in for us but again, the attention was there. People were excited about it. Daytona sold out sooner than it ever had. The TV ratings for that race, that first race with it were bigger than, you know, however many years before. And that was when, that was when, guys, we genuinely thought zero GTP cars were going to finish the race. Like we thought that an yeah, LMP2 we like, car LMP2 was going to win. Gonna win. Yeah, and yeah. so did everybody on every prototype team. We're like, yeah, no, we, we haven't run 24 hours straight yet. Like we're pretty skeptical that our car is going to make it. That's not what happened. It ended up being a great race. I think there was only one mechanical DNF in that class. So again, this is this is not new to motorsports, right? The amount of issues that were with that next-gen car in Cup when it first came out, there were tons of different things. It was spontaneously combusting and, you know, all sorts of stuff. Every time it hit the wall, people were getting head injuries. Like, right. a, lot, a lot of problems. A lot of issues. And you work through them and you sort it out. But um, you know, this is something different. It is something we can talk about. It is going to make your job behind the wheel harder. It's going to make my job more fun because I can talk about something else that the drivers are doing and, and that the cars are doing. Um, so I, I'm, I'm happy that it makes my job more fun and yours more difficult. That's great for me uh, on several different levels. 
so yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm bummed that it's not happening in St. Pete. Cause like, I'm so like, this was, look, it was supposed to be in 2023. We understand that there was still knock on effects and supply chain and stuff like that from as much as I hate hearing that word or like that phrase now. Um, it was a legitimate thing. We pushed it to 24. Everyone just wants to see this thing hit the racetrack and get going. So, uh, so I'm excited for when it does happen, you know, after Indy, but you're right. You got to protect the 500 for sure. Um, while we've been sort of talking IMSA stuff, there was a big IMSA test at Daytona that unfortunately you and I were not at, nor was our car or our teammates, um, for Daytona. And it was the BOP test. So like our car wasn't ready. We weren't, we didn't have a car yet. I don't think it existed yet. Uh, but most of the other teams were down there and we just, it's the BOP thing. And it's such a, it's such a unique thing to sports car racing. And we've talked about this in the past. I'm like secretly happy that I wasn't there because I've always hated having to play that BOP game. And I know you've been a part of it the last couple of years and all the like tricks and, and things that teams and manufacturers try to do to like hide the true potential until you get to the race. Mm-hmm. I've never done that. We've always pushed, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. You would not know about that. No, he clearly means everybody else. Everybody, everybody else, else except for you and Albuquerque and, 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 Taylor yeah, yeah. and Ricky Taylor. Yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. of course. No, you guys would never do something like that at all, nor would the manufacturer. But literally every single person. other person. Everyone else. It's, yeah, but not it's terrible. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, like, BOP racing is so, so BOP balance of performance. Every car goes and drives around and then IMSA has the right to change a bunch of different parameters on the car to make sure that they're all fairly close and everybody has a chance. And that's everything from engine power. They can control fuel capacity, weight, um, like wing angle dragged essentially uh, on the straightaways. So there's a bunch of different things that IMSA does to try to make sure that, everybody's within a certain range. And you don't think of how complicated that is with how many different manufacturers you have in the GT classes and then certainly in the prototype classes as well now. It is not an easy thing to do. And I was reading this article the other day about this sort of different approach they've taken where rather than taking all the data from the teams internally and trying to decipher it and see if there's any trickery going on, from what I understand, and maybe you've heard some of this too, Alex, but like they're doing this open book thing now where they kind of share all the data with all the teams. So that way all the teams are kind of holding each other accountable as well. And they could maybe find some tricks that they know have been done in the past. Not that they would be doing it, certainly, but they can kind of help IMSA identify things and look through the data and, and the transparency sort of forces everyone to be a little bit more honest about it. Yeah, I think I think that's an interesting um, approach they're taking, but also integrating an IMSA engineer slash BOP advisor monitor guy like into the team, like during the test, like who's on the intercom and very aware of instructions that are being given to the driver and conversations and everything. So I think it, the principle and the idea of it is fantastic. Let's see what the end result ends up being because we know from just looking at some things and people we've talked to that there's still games being played by certain manufacturers and teams and everything. So it'll be interesting to see what IMSA's response to that is because IMSA is threatened that if you, if you screw yeah, around, this is bad. This is and badass. In the, and in the race and in the race, you're fast or substantially quicker than you've been. Your ass gets parked. 
Like literally like they're threatening to park the car in the middle of the race. If yeah, you are not, too much not, quicker, oh, you get a five second penalty. It's like, no, no, you're done. Yeah. Thanks for playing. See so, so what are you guys opinions on that? Well, no, I think, I think that's amazing because ultimately, well, okay. You can look at it two ways. You can look at it as if you're going to have BOP, that is the correct way to do it because you have to make it as fair as possible. I personally think BOP is lame because you have all these manufacturers spending all this money on R&D and they're trying to push their technology forward. There should be differences between a Ford Mustang GT3 and a freaking Ferrari 498 or whatever. Like There should be some performance difference. They shouldn't do the same lap time. But... That's not the world we live in. BOP exists. So because BOP exists, people shouldn't be allowed to game and cheat the system, right? It should be a level playing field for everyone. So I think this this approach is the way to make that happen. Yeah, you, you got to rule with an iron fist, right? Like you got to make sure that messing around has consequences. And as much as I hate to bring it up, like last year, you could argue that IMSA was seen being a little soft on somebody that was seen to be circumventing the rules, well, that wasn't BOP. No, but. it wasn't BOP, but it, again, it was a it was a rules breach, <laughs> was just, right? I guess yeah. so yeah. just as a layman and somebody who does not have any experience in this. I guess the one thing that always worries me about a You rule are a like pretty is, lame man, that's true. That's fair too. Um where's the line? Right? Because uh, if I uh, if, if there's going to be a rule, I like to see it applied consistently across the board. So where's the is it Hey, if you're 20% faster than you were in this practice session, then it's that, or like what's, it feels really, really subjective. Yeah. Cause like obviously conditions play a part, right? But like it's, it's obvious though, Tim, when you have, it's more obvious than you think because conditions slash a good tuning balance adjustment isn't going to allow you to start breaking 40 feet later. Right. Okay. We're not talking about, we're not talking about just lap time going down. We're talking about like every parameter of your performance is increasing. And it's also relative to other people, right? Like if the conditions are that much better than every other car is going to be able to break 40 feet later. And if they're not be able, if they're not able to do that, unless your car is better in the wet than their car. Well, we're not talking about wet, the wet. They They're would not look make at. Okay. That's, that's what you meant by conditions. Sorry. No, like day versus night. You know, temperature changes. What's the you know at, on December tenth or whatever they were testing versus January twenty something? It could be very different. Air temp, track temp, uh, you know, wind, whatever uh, that can affect all those things. So yeah, I, I think it's cool, man. I think it's cool that they're kind of threatening that. Yeah, they'll park a car in the middle of the race um, because that is a that is a kind of press that. No sponsor, no manufacturer, no team, no driver wants to be a part of. So hopefully it kind of, you know, it it's it's exactly what NASCAR did with the new car, with the next gen car, right? The the parts that were kind of more spec now, it was black and white. And the penalty for altering a part that you're not allowed to alter was severe. And we saw a couple teams fall foul of that early in the season. And, you know, you sort of figure your stuff out. Um, so yeah, I think it's I think it's gonna be fascinating. I'm very I was very jealous to watch everybody else driving around. I wanted to be down there driving around also, but you will get lots of laps around those 11 you, corners. You now. say that, but like we, we've already discussed like the, the tire scenario for the race weekend is actually like not the greatest. So we have to be a little bit cautious in practice. Yeah, but 
I know. I, look, I, I know I'm not like like yearning to just turn laps at Daytona. I just like driving race cars. Pound rock. Yeah, exactly. I've got around the 11. 11 seems generous. One, two, three. Well, I'm counting the bankings. Four, five. There's five corners. No. It's turn one. There's not. There's the first horseshoe. I guess the no, kink. That, second horseshoe. Turn no, six that, and bust that, up. No. Dude, the S is in a GT car or a corner. I mean, ish. How many GT cars have you it driven at Daytona? Ah. <laughs> I've, I've passed done. enough through. I've passed enough through there to know they ain't flat every lap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, again, wide, wide of uh, spectrum of ability uh, in those cars sometimes. But yes, I see. See what you're saying. Uh, certainly, in a prototype, it's five corners. In a GT, maybe it's seven. Um, either way, uh, yes, we get to go down there for the roar. That'll be fun. And then, just last thing. Uh, speaking of sports cars slash indie car. Um, just wanted to throw a mention out to Cal Mylot, who got a deal done in WEC. He's going to be driving for, full circle, Tom Brady's team in the World Endurance Championship. And that's how we close this episode out, is going back to Brady, as you should. I don't think it's Tom Brady's team. Ah, well, that's what we're going to call it. His name's attached okay. to He was tagged in the Twitter uh, announcement. So pretty sure okay. he's by far the most important person involved in that organization, just like Ryan Reynolds now solely owns Alpine. And I'm going right. to assume right. that he's the one designing the cars. And he's also he's calling strategy the drivers. Yes. Yeah, I'm and just good because I'm just assuming he's good at that too. Well, with strategy, I he mean, probably he could probably figure that out in like a day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's Lamar. You just pit when you're out of fuel. <laughs> Fair. Um, so yeah. So so as much as we're gonna miss him on the IndyCar grid, at least for 24. Um, I got a good sense that he's got some options potentially for 25. We'll see him back, but happy that he landed in a race car. So uh, good on him. And yeah, that's our time, guys. That is our one of our mid-December episodes that amazingly we got all the way through. I have no idea what we're going to talk about next week, I guess. I, what Christmas means. We're going <laughs> to... We're going to break down all the uh, all the Drew Foistel advice that you got over there you the week go. because there you go. there's going to be a lot of that. Just record that. Just just mm. sneak a phone in. <laughs> just, I, have, I don't think I'll have to sneak it. I, I mean, like, literally have one day in Indy, and I have lots to do in that day. I might just try to swing by the shop and say hi to old Drew. <laughs> Are you um, welcome there? Yeah, man. I still have oh, a key fob yeah, for the brother. front door. <laughs> no sh- Hell yeah. I don't know yeah, if they know that. Could in but, Auto yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're all, we're all, it's a small world, man. We're all family. It's all good. It's all good. This has been Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Off Track is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. We're at Ask Off Track on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow us on Twitter individually, I'm at Hinchtown. He's Alexander Rossi. And if you want to follow Tim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel for exclusive video content. Off Track is produced by Tim Durham, and by that we mean Tim. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. 
for the place you've put down roots. Trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.